you have just entered into God's Diamond Network. This is a podcast that is used for helping God's people find the diamond in themselves and the diamond in your situation. Welcome to God's Diamond in the Rough podcast. They are your hosts, Catherine and Michael. Let's join them in the studio now. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome back. God's Diamonds in the Rough. Amen. We are ready to do it again. A brand new week. Honey, how are you? I'm feeling good. You know, just getting over sinus infection, but you know, it got to go on. Amen. Amen. Um, Today, y'all, we have a treat. Amen. Uh, Y'all know we've been having a lot of uh, interviews on our show lately. Amen. And today we have a young man. His name is Paul Granger. Amen. And he is uh, a child of God who wants to share his experiences with all of us. Amen. And if you are watching visually... Uh, y'all can see him on the screen right there. Paul, you want to say hello to everybody? Hello, everyone. Hello to all the diamonds. It's great to be here. I'm excited about the conversation. All right. So are we. So before we go any further, we have to pray. Let us pray. Had to get a sip of that coffee. <laughs> so let us pray. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ, we just come to you right now humbly as we know how to say thank you. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your loving kindness and tender mercy. We beg your forgiveness for anything we might have said, done, or thought that's not pleasing your sight. That your grace will forgive us and cast back in the picture of where it came from. Mm-hmm. We pray in the name of Jesus, counseling any assignment of the enemy that will be sent back into the picture of hell where it mm-hmm. came from. For it has no power, no dominion, no authority. Mm-hmm. But your word says that we do. Mm-hmm. We pray in the name of Jesus that we walk in the boldness and authority and dominion and the ability that you have given us. We pray in the name of Jesus that your word will come forth in us and through us. We pray in the name of Jesus for the ones that has no desire to know who you are. We pray in the name of Jesus for the ones who wants to know you but don't know how. We pray in the name of Jesus for the ones that said, pray for me. Mm-hmm. We pray in the name of Jesus interceding on their behalf right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that you would have your way. These things and all things we ask all in Jesus' mighty and maximous name, Jesus Christ. We say thank you. Thank you. And we say amen. Amen, amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So y'all know that we are big on um, focusing on Jesus and what he is able to do in our lives. And just the fact that he sees us in such a way that we oftentimes don't see ourselves diamonds. Amen. And, you know, life is life. Life, life happens to all of us. Amen. And y'all know our primary goal is for us to see ourselves the way that God sees us. Amen. And even in the midst of storms and all of that. Amen. And I know, I already know that Paul is going to share with us how he's going to overcame some things and able to give you some um, insight as to just simply understanding your faith. Amen. So, Paul, before you get started, Michael, do you have anything else you want to say? No. Nah. 
No, I'm, I'm I'm intrigued to hear this. I'm intrigued. <laughs> All right. So, Paul, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, walk in the door. <clears throat> Come on in the door and give us give us what God yeah. has given you. Yeah. So, you know, when I introduce myself, when when anybody introduces themselves, a lot of times they'll say their occupation because mm-hmm. that's what we attach our identity to. Uh, five years ago, I unexpectedly lost my job made it a lot harder to introduce myself in that way because saying, hi, I'm Paul and I'm unemployoid doesn't ring as well. <laughs> right. as, I'm, I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. Right, right, right. And, and all my life, I've worked in jobs that weren't uh, your traditional, like high value jobs in the eyes of, of the world. Uh, I've been in ministry for the past couple of decades. And, but unemployment added this whole other level to it. But the whole time, something that God had been pushing me to understand is that my actual identity was his child, was one made in his image, was one who was invited to be an ambassador of Christ. And I wanted to be that ambassador of Christ, but it took some time to really learn what that meant. And in fact, becoming unemployed is what really pushed me into that place of realizing it doesn't matter what functional job I have, that job of ambassador of Christ is of one who represents Christ in whatever space I'm in with whomever I'm engaging with, like that always existed. And so for the last five years, I've been really living into that and serving in uh, full-time ministry, but I haven't gotten a paycheck in the last five years. Uh, Two of those years, my wife actually felt like God was inviting her to leave her job. So there were two years that we didn't have any money coming in. Mm. And so I share all that to say where I am in understanding the power of God now is way different than how I understood it five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. But 30 years ago, I still believed in God. Right. I still believed he was powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would have on Sunday claimed it, you know, <laughs> said God, mm-hmm. God can work. God can do amazing things. But What I realized is over the years, over the decades, what changed was not that core knowledge, but really a a loosening, a a releasing, sometimes a destroying of some of my human knowledge that was putting barriers on what God could and couldn't do, who God could and couldn't be. And so one of my favorite passages is Ephesians 3.20. To him who is able to do abundantly more than anything we could ask or imagine because of the power work within us. Mm-hmm. Even more <laughs> prevalent in my life has been Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will set your path straight. So what are these two things saying? They're saying that at the core, mm-hmm. we're going to have our own understanding, that we're going to uh, have things that we're asking for and imagining. And God's not mad at us for that. He created us. Mm-hmm. He created us with the capacity to think to dream, to imagine, to have critical thinking. He he made us that way. He knows that. But what he's saying is, yes, you have what you're asking for and imagining. Yes, you have your own understanding. Don't lean on it. Don't settle for it. And so over the course of my life, there have been these moments where I have had my own understanding where I've been asking for things, where I've imagined things. Mm-hmm. And then God didn't do it the way that I wanted. Mm-hmm. In the hardest moments, I would get a little upset with God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would oh, try yeah. to still honor oh, him, yeah. but I'm like, 
God, don't you see it would be a lot better if you just did it this way? Come on. And on this end of it, of course, I can look back and realize, oh, God knew a lot better than I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this has been part of the journey. And so, you know, one of the first moments that became core and central to really shifting how I understood God was 12 years ago, 2011. So uh, when I was five, my father passed away. And so I never really got to know my biological father, um, but I knew he was a good man. Uh, I knew he loved me. And so there is this deep longing within me to be able to be that for my kid one day, to be able to go past age five and and pour into my child's life. And so I, I had this longing to be a father for a long time and eventually got married. A certain amount of time passed. You know what? I think we're ready to have kids. My wife got pregnant. We get to our nine-week appointment, and there's no heartbeat. Oh, no. And I'm immediately shocked and crushed because it's like you don't expect that. You don't want that. We don't really talk about miscarriage all that much. Mm-hmm. It's it's more common than we realize, mm-hmm. right? But just as quick as I had that moment of shock, I had I felt like God was putting my mind all the times in scripture where the dead were raised, all the times in scripture where it talks about the power of prayer. And I suddenly had this crazy thought, crazier than any spiritual thought I had ever had of what if I pray for life? I mean, that's, that's crazy because our baby's dead. Like I know my human logic, my human understanding knows how this story goes. But the sense that we were being invited to pray was so strong that we asked the doctor, like, is there anything we have to do now? Um, it like, could we take some time to pray? And doctor said we could take a couple of weeks. And that started this period where my wife and I and some close friends prayed in ways that we never had prayed before. Because I mean, I maybe prayed for somebody to get healed, someone's sick or this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. Yeah, I prayed for that before. Mm-hmm. But like I, this type of prayer, mm-hmm. I had to go way into it more than I ever had because the, the stakes were pretty high. Mm-hmm. Because I knew that one of two things would happen. Our baby would come back to life or our baby wouldn't. Mm -hmm. If our baby did, then we can't pray the same anymore. (laughs) Because like we've seen an actual miracle. Mm -hmm. And so we'd have to be praying for everybody if that same power, that same forever. If our baby didn't live, well, then I'm going to have to get to a crossroads here where I decide what that means about God. Because Mm -hmm. didn't his words say this and didn't his words say that and i put i went all in for god and where was he for me so i've got that in the back of my mind and i'm praying hard and i'm going in and i'm wrestling and i'm like oh my gosh what if i mess up what if i pray the right way all the way up to the end i'm like i'm going through all these questions Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we get to the two weeks and there's still no heartbeat but then i'm thinking oh Oh, no, no, this is the moment. Because like before, it could have been just an error. But now there's two appointments saying, this is, maybe this is it. We keep on praying. We keep on praying and we go to the third moment where the doctors would have to do what they needed to do and nothing, no change. Our baby never came back to life. And so now I'm at that crossroads. In addition to being crushed that we officially, officially lost our baby, now I'm realizing that I prayed with everything I had for this thing. Pray anything in my name and it'll be given to you. I'm thinking of Lazarus. I'm thinking of the, the children that had died that Jesus brought. I'm thinking of all these things. And I had one or two options now before me. One was the one that made sense. God didn't answer my prayer. 
So he either doesn't care about me or he's not powerful or he's not real. And all this must have been a joke that I had put my life into. And I'm just going to go do my own thing because God was not there for me or he let me down or he doesn't exist. That's the one that made the most sense. Matched with how I was feeling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there's this other option. This other option that was foolish. It was to go back to the core of what I had always been taught and believed that, that God was God, that he was powerful and that God was good, that he was loving and that I could choose to believe that that was still true, even if it didn't make sense to me, mm-hmm. even if I couldn't explain it, even if I wasn't feeling it, even if I didn't like it, <laughs> mm-hmm. I could choose to still believe it. Mm-hmm. This, that was the crossroads. By God's grace, <laughs> I went I went to the, the latter side. Um, and, you know, I would want to believe then that the, the clouds parted, the <laughs> sun came down, I felt warmth, the angels were singing. Mm-hmm. That wasn't what happened. Um, I, I feel like I experienced what must have been depression. I would randomly cry at times, was feeling this deep, deep sorrow. But also, I can look back and recognize that at the same time, I did not feel alone. I wouldn't have named it that way then, mm-hmm. but it, I can recognize now that God was present with me in that space. We ended up having a second miscarriage in the oh, course no. of a few days, learned that we were pregnant and then learned that we had lost the baby. At that point, I was numb. Oh, my like, God. I don't even remember if I cried or not. I was, I was struggling in my humanity to know what to do, but mm-hmm. all along, I was being invited to consider what does it actually mean for God to be God and God to be good? And there came this point several months later where I was at the end of myself. I was feeling burnt out, hopeless. I was working for a ministry and it was, it was hard. Uh, there were just the work that I was working with teens. So working with teens is hard. Right. <laughs> working in ministry is hard. And then out of the blue, something that never had happened before happened. Uh, this ministry that just did not have any funds suddenly said, hey, we want to send you to Orlando for a conference. And so <laughs> at the time where I was at, like my burnout point, mm-hmm. suddenly I get a trip to Orlando. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. And it was this period of refreshing where God met me. And it was very clear to me at that point that he was with me then, but he had been with me all along the way prior. Mm-hmm. My wife got pregnant a third time. Mm-hmm. At that point, statistically, things aren't looking good. Mm-hmm. But my wife said something really powerful. She said, right now we know that God has given us the gift of this child. And even if we never get to meet this child, we have this child for right now. So we can be grateful for that. We went into that nine week appointment and there was a heartbeat. They were like, yes, yeah. <laughs> like the first right. time we got to hear a child's heartbeat. And that child now is 10 years old and thriving. Mm-hmm. But I share that because that was a pivotal moment, right? Like the story I would have chosen would have been we prayed and our baby came back to life mm-hmm. and everybody's lives were changed because a miracle happened. The wild thing about this is the day that we went into the hospital, some close friends of ours went into the hospital too. Mm-hmm. Um, she was pregnant with twins and it was way too early mm-hmm. and they were going to lose the baby. So we were both in the same hospital the same day uh, at risk of losing babies. Mm-hmm. Their twins lived. They are alive and well today a year older than our son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I think about that sometimes in the hardest moments, I was like, why is it that their prayers got answered, but ours didn't? Mm-hmm. But the reason I was thinking that is because 
I knew what I was asking for and imagining. And God didn't do it, right? Mm -hmm. But God is able to do far abundantly more than I'm asking for or imagining. What I'm asking for and imagining is small compared to what God wants to do. Mm -hmm. Because that moment was pivotal to my faith. I'd been a Christian all my life. But at that moment where I decided to trust that God was God and God was good, even though he didn't answer my prayer in the ways that I wanted, even though I was crushed, even though I lost my child, that was the one of the first moments I made that type of a step towards God that was that cost me everything. Never really cost me that much before. <laughs> I was always in Christian environments, went to a Christian university, but this time it cost me. And yet I chose God over myself in a deep, mm-hmm. robust way. Not because of my own strength, by the way. I had none. Right, right, right. <laughs> I was at the end of myself. But but that tr- transformed my understanding of not just who God was, but also who I was invited to be in relation to that. Now, here's the beautiful thing is God doesn't owe me a thing and I owe him everything. Yet, instead of just being this cruel master over me, he is a loving father. And so since then, because I know that that core reality is true, that God is God and God is good. There have been moment after moment after moment where he has shown up in that abundantly more way, the house that we were in. That we're in, we couldn't have afforded it, but God provided it. I've been five years without a traditional paycheck. Every bill has been paid. My wife was out of paycheck. That has been like, he has continued to show up time and time again, not because he owes me, mm-hmm. not because I'm the one setting the terms, but because he is a loving father who is powerful and who is loving, who is mm-hmm. God and who is good. And the most beautiful part of all this mm-hmm. is that I'm still continuing to learn what that means. Right. Like we want to think that when we learn these truths about God, that that, that's the moment we arrive and then we just kind of coast the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. But this is a God who is incomprehensible, who is beyond our understanding, Mm -hmm. which means I get the gift of the rest of my life, continuing to learn more deeply these truths that I think I understand now, (laughs) continuing to learn more deeply Mm -hmm. this God that I think that I know. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just I'm I it was one of the hardest moments of my life but it was one of the most transformational moments of my faith. And, and I'm so grateful for who God was in the midst. Stay with us. We'll be right back. What is God's Diamond Network? This network stems from the ministry of Exposed Life Change Ministries. There are teachings with Learning to Live in Truth, preaching, and so much more. A diamond shines in the light, all colors, with clarity and uniqueness. This is an open invitation to you. You can support our brand here with a gift of any amount. Every cent goes back into the ministry and brand. Now, back to the podcast. Man, that's a powerful, powerful story. I tell you what, those scriptures are like my core as well. Um, and, yeah. you know, we can relate because I've been in full, full-time ministry for, what is it, three years now. Three years, and, and my husband is the one that's been bringing up, working, and, you know, it's just, we get it. We absolutely get it. And, you know, we call yeah. it radical yeah. faith. You know what I mean? When we're out there doing mm-hmm. what 
most don't. And they're just kind of looking, how are you doing that? How do you yeah. still, you know, and God, he's just that powerful. You know what I mean? He He can do anything yeah. that he wants to do. You know, honey, what, you got any thoughts? Yeah, I, I was going to yeah. say, you know, Paul, uh, one thing I can say is that with what you just said, it really, really made me really think because um, one thing that I, I can say that, you know, I have faith in God, but one thing that mm-hmm. I was on that, that I would say that pivotal point mm-hmm. Because, you know, I lost my father when I was nine. And the thing that was has been playing mm-hmm. in the back of my head was, okay, I we have a nine-year-old now. Am I, am I, is she going to lose me at the age of nine? And that, that has been, I would say, mm-hmm. a, a pivotal, mm-hmm. pivotal point because that's that's all I had been thinking about. But she's going to turn 10. So I, I can say yeah. that, whew, maybe one yeah. more year. But you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can I can say you know I can I can sympathize with what you yeah, went uh, what you went through because you know that's that's been on. I guess I would say I've been on like pins and needles sort of a little bit. But yeah, yeah. I mean, God, God can really yeah change things. But see, this is the key though. We have to operate. And just like you said, the Proverbs three and five, not on our own understanding. Mm-hmm. And and I and I really love that scripture yeah. and yeah. that Ephesians three twenty because you know, like she said, this that that is our, our core of who we are in life, mm-hmm. who we are in God's life in His yeah. eyes. But we gotta understand that if we only would get in the back seat or in the passenger seat and let God control the vehicle. And I think that's what that's what we yeah, we yeah. we battle with is we always want to because it's not happening when we want it to happen. We try to reach over and grab the stamp. Right. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. 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 Um, well, and, you know, you're touching on something really important here with your story. And I and I resonate with your story. I'll share why in a second, <laughs> even more than you already know. Um, trauma is real. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. And when we think about leaning on our own understanding, a lot of times we think it's just our intellect and our thoughts and how we understand things. But there's this whole other element of trauma that can impact our thinking. Mm-hmm. It's it's like when something bad happens to you and then, you know, later on everything seems to be fine, but then there's some trigger and you react in a certain way. You weren't planning on reacting in that way. You weren't thinking about acting in that way. But mm-hmm the things we have experienced can can come back. And so I had that same thing, Michael, where when I was getting around, the, when my son was around four or five, he was he was four. Uh, my father passed away from a heart attack. I think there was some stress at work and some other issues. Uh, and then, and he was, I guess, around 36. Mm-hmm. And so when I was around that same age, my son was around the age that I was, uh, I was having horrendous stress at work. It was a toxic, toxic environment. And it was a ministry. It wasn't meant to be like that, but it was, it was awful. And it was so bad that like, I was feeling like it was like pains in my chest at times. And now it was particularly concerning though, because my father died at the same age from a heart attack. And I'm like, I might actually die. Like, this might actually kill me. It was to the point where even my wife and my mom 
we're starting to get really, really concerned. And I started to wonder the same thing. <laughs> like, is the story going to repeat, you know? And and this is hard because sometimes when we have, I mean, I'm, I'm sure the Diamonds listening, have, there are many of them that probably have similar things where it's like they're looking at the situation and it's really clear how the situation is going to go because there's only one way the situation can go. Like they, and they tried to make it go another. And so like, I know how this is going to play out. And this is the beautiful gift of God that we look at scripture and so often, so often the stories did not go anywhere near where they were supposed to go because God can do the impossible, not just the impossible. He can do the incomprehensible when everybody was standing at the edge of the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. None of them expected to be part of it because that's just never a thing that had ever been done. Right. When Peter was on the boat and Jesus was on, on the water, like they thought he was a ghost because people can't <laughs> walk on water. That's not possible. Right. Mm-hmm. We could sit here and spend the rest of the episode talking about story after story of God doing something that wasn't just impossible, but wasn't even in anybody's minds. And so when we're looking at our situation and saying, I know how this story goes. Yes, that makes sense. 100%. You are probably correct. Mm -hmm. But this is why we're told to not lean on our understanding because God God could pull something out that you would never have even anticipated. And he's working towards something that's way different than your trajectory, your goal. Because like my my goal uh, when I was in that toxic work environment was to have a sustainable job and to be traded financial security like simple things i wasn't looking for wealth and acclaim like i'll stay in the background like just just let me do my job and like that's a fair thing to ask for but god was saying i'm trying to do something abundantly more not just for you but for others i sure like i get why your comfort and your security are important being uncomfortable (laughs) and being insulted because I'm going to use you to plant seeds over here and I'm going to use you to do this. And when I finally lost that job, it entered this season where I was able to live out what it meant to be an ambassador of Christ to a far deeper level than I ever could in my decades of ministry work. Not because of the ministries, but because within me, I was still tying it to certain human constructs. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I do want to encourage anybody that's in that similar space that Michael described, uh, that I described, that you know, you, you know how this story goes. I want to affirm, I don't want to dismiss you. I want to affirm that you are probably right. That based on all the factors, you know, that's, that might be the most likely trajectory of this story. And to encourage you that there is a God who is able to do abundantly more than we could ask or imagine that deeply loves you, that knows you, that knows those around, even when you don't know what to pray. Amen. Mm. Amen. Amen. Well, so how can uh, people get to know you a little better as we're coming into our last few minutes of the show? Um, Where can they go? Tell us Mm -hmm. about where did you see God or where did you you? You got it. You got it. (laughs) Yeah. Talk about it, please. Talk about I got it. it. <laughs> I'm getting it all. Well, what up. I'll say is this: uh, you know, when when, <laughs> when we're making our trajectories for life, we like to package things up and and figure out all the things that we do and present that. But 
what I've come to learn is God didn't call me to certain ministries or God didn't call me to do a podcast or God. God was calling me to something even more core. And one of those core things uh, was to, you know, there's the the uh, scripture that talks about the the gifts of apostle and prophet and evangelist and shepherd and teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, God has called me to live in this shepherding gift. He is providing that shepherding gift and I'm the conduit of that. that. And one of the ways that I can look back throughout my life and, and see it playing out is that he's invited me to create authentic, accessible spaces to process him. Mm-hmm. So when I do in the podcast, it's not to do a podcast, it's to create an authentic, accessible space, even if that episode never gets aired or never gets listened to. Mm-hmm. Because God's showing me that he is working in these spaces. And so I share that to say, um, I want to make myself available to create that space for anyone who's listening, uh, because sometimes it's hard to understand God. Sometimes it's hard to understand why he made us the way he made us. Sometimes it's hard to understand life and what we're supposed to do. And often there aren't spaces to navigate that and to process that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, so a space to gather some of these spaces, whether it's in the form of a podcast where you can hear the stories of others who have navigated hardships or struggles or triumphs whether it's the form of some of the books that I've written or things that I've written. Um, But there's also something that I'm about to roll out, which is essentially what the podcast always was, but just actually out the gate naming what it is, is it's basically a a one-on-one with who God is can tackle hard Mm -hmm. questions can share story recorded so that if that person then feels a piece about releasing it to others to hear, then that conversation can go out and encourage others. And so all that to say, where did you see God.com is where if, if you're looking for a space to navigate these questions and hardships or just to hear powerful stories, uh, I want to, I want to continue to create that space for people. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. So, what we're going to do now, we're going to, we certainly appreciate you being here with us. We're going to pray because now our internet is starting yeah. to act ridiculous. <laughs> but if I, if I can give one, one thought. Um, See, the people don't know. Yeah. This conversation almost didn't happen because uh-huh. my internet like went out in a way that it never does. Right. So I'm on my hotspot because we're like, you know what? If God wants to do something, we're get, we're, we're going to make absolutely, it happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go ahead. If I, if I can give my final thought real mm-hmm. quick. You know, and and I got to use that scripture for my final thought that uh, Proverbs 3 and 5, when it says, trust in the Lord, lean not on your own understanding. See, this is the thing we got to understand is when we lean on our own understanding, we bind up the spirit where the spirit can't move. Mm. We have no, we we make, when we try to lean on our own understanding, we, we make it so that the enemy, I mean, that the spirit of God can't move. And when we, we do it in a way that the enemy holds us captive. Mm-hmm. And think about that because it's it's so if it's so relevant because when we don't let the spirit move freely, what winds up happening? We wind up making a bigger mistake or a bigger challenge to overcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're asking, you're not finished, are you? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You, you going to finish it up? <laughs> <laughs> Michael, this is him. You know what? It, you know what? <laughs> Go ahead. 
<laughs> Go ahead, Paul. But what if when you were talking, uh, the the picture I got in my mind was it's almost like if you imagine like this river and there's like rafting on it and it's like flowing and I could see my kid uh, leaning up against the edge because he's afraid of it. Like the water's too scary. He doesn't know where he's going to end up. And so he's just leaning and avoiding this flow of the river. When in reality, if you just stop leaning away from it and get in, that's when the spirit can just take you. And that's the thing that I feel like is so often like the spirit is moving, 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 moving. And when we don't see the movement happening, it's not because the spirit's not moving. It's because we're we're pulling away from it. Right, right. right. <laughs> we're leaning back. Mm-hmm. But man, it's it it can be scary to jump in. Mm-hmm. It can be scary to trust. But man, when we do, we could think of moments in our life where we faced our fear, and pretty much every time, we're mm-hmm. glad we did it. Mm-hmm. But it, it does change the fact that the next scary part it's still hard for us. But we can learn from that and say. All right, I'm going to jump in because this is what I believe is true about what God's word says, even though this seems like the most foolish thing I will ever do. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I know that's right. I'm glad you 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 you, you fixed that. Amen. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Usually I do it, but you got it. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. So let's go ahead. We're going to pray. <laughs> Father, we thank you so much for this conversation. We thank you so much for this man of God. Thank you, God, so much for what you're doing in his life and his family's life and and what you're doing here with our diamonds and what you're doing in us. And God, we just bless your name. We're so grateful and so thankful that you've chosen us uh, for this time and for this season of what you're trying to give to all of us. God, we pray that you'll continue to reveal what we need to see. Open up our minds and our hearts to be able to understand what is happening in our world right now. I pray in the name of Jesus that you'll continue to shape us for the journey. God, we thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. We bless your name again. We pray this prayer in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We do pray. Amen. Amen. amen and amen. Hallelujah. Paul, again, I say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For being here, we certainly appreciate you. And hopefully we can do this again. That'll be awesome. Yeah? I'm, I'm game. All right. I'm, I love these kind of conversations. Yes, so you just named too. a day and time. All right now, sir. All right, well, we'll, we'll stay in touch. And so don't go anywhere. Uh, Michael's got a final word. And, again, don't go anywhere, okay? All right, go ahead. All right, Diamond. Y'all know what time it is. <laughs> Until next time, remember... You are a diamond in the rough. Amen. All right. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. Please sow into the ministry by clicking the support the show link. Until the next episode, may the blessings and the prosperity of the Lord follow you. And remember, you are a diamond in the rough.